You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 236 of PHP Ugly, your weekly dose of fun, joy, and happiness within the PHP programming language. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me on this special night, on this special occasion, is John Congdon. 236, are you sure you got that number right? It doesn't seem right. And Tom Rideout. Yes, it is 236. Hello. I'm Tom Rideout. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you all this evening. <laughs> Tom is already that defeated. We haven't even started. Tom's already defeated. You had 234 shows to, to talk like that, and you didn't. PHP Ugly <laughs> After Dark. After Dark. I, I opened up Facebook just before <laughs> starting this so that I could, you know, promote. And guess what showed up on my memories from nine years ago? Eight years ago? Yeah, 2013. 2013. One, uh, were we this week, then? 2013. What? Um, no idea. PHP Tech. I'm, 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 I'm sitting around with Dave Stokes and uh, I think Lig and some uh, uh, Sean Sprunks. Ah, oh, man. Sprunks. Oh, Rob. Ah, oh, man. The memories. It's a long time ago. I miss, I right. miss tech, especially in Chicago. Well, we have news of potential conferences, in-person conferences happening again. We can talk about that if you guys want. But let's 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 find out. First thing, I need to hear from from the rookie here, the the, the new guy with the new job, Tom. How's it going? And can we can we say can we say who you work for now? Yes. Will Biden be upset? No, you can absolutely say I work for Lendflow. Lendflow.io. That is right. Well, he, he wasn't allowed to say the domain. No. no. Nope. <laughs> Fired now. <laughs> All right, so you're you're in week two. How's it going? How are you holding up? Uh, I'm holding up okay. Uh, been very, very, very busy uh, doing lots of senior engineer things and being responsible for team organization and uh, t- tech stacks and it's it's been it's been crazy it's so it's been nuts are you in charge of all of the it team or your specific team what what's the structure like because i still don't know any of the details here i am moving my way up towards being in charge of all of the tech teams uh seeing as it's like day eight i'm not quite doing that yet but my the the does, intention does the team know does the team know that's what you're doing <laughs> yes it's okay. still we're we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of structure work right now, and it's definitely being led by me. Uh, so it should be pretty apparent, I think. Cool, John. Did you listen to last week's show? I listened to the the, the first half of it. Yes. Oh, I so you got the Vim the Vim rant? <laughs> was did. that was that the uh, was that before or after uh, Tom Good and God over VS Code? It was it was all VS Code. It was. Oh. Oh my gosh. Don't, <laughs> so don't much start VS your, Code. Don't even start with your Vim rant. I did, okay, full disclosure, I did have a, a, a Vim rant on Discord this week. Everybody call, talked me off the edge. I, I, I do appreciate them uh, being there for me. I, I tell you, Vim is, is my, I mean, Vim. 
Discord is is my community now. I I I love being in there. I got so much help this week, Ralph. I mean, I, I had a I had a uh, uh, issue with Livewire. I was trying to figure something out with Livewire. Ralph from Discord, you know, just helped me right, right out with it. it. Man, Discord is like my spot, man. I love it. I, and yes, I completely, completely went off on a tangent in Discord. And everybody yes. was very polite to, to let There's me rant. Three pages of stuff I didn't read. So it, you don't my, know if I was wrong or not. My uh, issue is, and it's not a bad issue, is... I go into Discord and it remembers where I was at. So I'm like reading and then I start replying and I think I'm at the end. <laughs> yeah. So I reply to something and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm replying to something that's like six hours, 12 hours old. <laughs> like, I hope this you still comes set- across correctly. <laughs> yeah, you can set Discord up to always d- take you to the end of the conversation. That was, a, that was a setting. I don't remember where it is, but there's a setting in Discord for that because I had huh. the same problem when I first started using it. I will have to check that out. How about you, I don't know John? If I would like How that. was your week? I Good. I don't know if I would like that better or not. I'm going back to Discord just because I'm trying to decide if, if that's better or if I want to try and keep caught up. Yeah, I don't have a good Sorry. answer for you because you don't like missing a lot of conversations in Discord. There's not a lot of traffic in there. Like People aren't just in there chattering, doing that. By the way, if you're not aware, we're talking about the PHP Ugly Discord. You can get there at discord.phpugly.com. Um, Feel free to pop in there and join us. We got some fantastic people in there. Like I said, I get all my help from Discord now. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people in Discord and whenever I have an issue. And, it, it, and where else can you talk about RJ11 Jacks? I mean, come on now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, that didn't actually, come up today. C Films just asked, do you think Twitter's going to buy Discord? Is that the newest? We've, I, yeah, Sony was the latest one to do it. Yeah. Um, According to last week's show, but yeah, Discord. Is, so, what, what? How's your week, though, John? I mean, I've been MIA my week, for a while. I, so, the last like month has been crazy. I, I went on a vacation with my family. It was a road trip, which was fantastic. I've been on once since then. I didn't share a lot about about that, other than we went to Morro Bay. The and then we on the way home we stopped in Ojai stayed in an airstream which was fun but that day we left Morro Bay and went to Ojai we my sister passed and uh, I'm sorry you know it, I keep telling people it wasn't unexpected but it was still completely sad and then I got a little uh, a little charm in the mail today that uh-huh. It was so surreal because it has her ashes in it, and I was definitely like cried a little bit with with my wife, and it was sad. <laughs> um, so there was that trip. I came back for a week, and then we had a camping trip that was planned for a bit. And oh my gosh, we had so much fun because the camping the campgrounds were basically deserted. It was about an hour away from here, hour north called La Jolla Indian Campground. And I'm telling you, there's probably three campers in the entire campground that probably holds a few hundred sites. So you would recommend breaking into a campground when it's closed? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it was it was fantastic. I mean, it was the kids had so much fun. And, you know, for not being campers, it's only our second time actually camping in a tent. Loved it. Really? Yep. <laughs> it sounds so camping with other people makes it work better so we had another family with kids our kids age so they all got to play together i got to drink and play bocce ball which 
I mean, winning. And then to have nobody in the campground in our area, there is nobody around us until the night we were leaving or the night before we left. And then we, like I said, we walked the entire campgrounds and there's like two other people camping there that time. Fantastic. Not, I'm not a do you camper. Know the, do you know the difference between bocce ball and lawn bowl, bowling? Because I no. didn't. About 30 years. <laughs> there, there's a big lawn bowling uh, thing at Balboa Park here in San Diego. And I just happened to be walking by it once. Some guy was talking to me. And I, I, I learned bocce ball. Yeah, so I thought it was the same thing, but it's not. Lawn bowling balls... Lawn bowling balls are aren't round; they're oblong, so you have to roll them straight every time. You know they they're not, and uh, a couple other minor rules, but basically the same thing. Huh. So, uh, so, like I, I've been ranting in 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 Discord, talking about all the help I got from Discord again, Ralph. If you're listening, dude, thanks, huge save. Help me out with the little Nova question I had, little little Nova challenge I was fighting. And he swooped in and and got me just fixed right up. It it, it was it was great. Uh, but also in Discord, I've been um, me and uh, A Woods in Discord have been kind of kind of helping each other out, kind of motivating each other as we go through and learn C because we both want to like contribute to PHP Core. So we're both kind of going through tutorials together. And kind of keeping track of where each other is at. Since we have Sarah listening, I, I I just want to let them know you can rest assured. I've burned through the tutorial. I, I understand uh, variables, uh, arrays, uh, conditionals, strings, for loops. I basically know everything I need to know to code in PHP internal. So I'm good. I'm going to start fixing bugs. I mean, yeah, there's some more things like you know, dynamic uh, allocations and recursion, link lists. I- I'm sure all that stuff isn't very important. I got the <laughs> basics down. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm just going to start pulling bugs in and fixing things for you guys. You, you got the memory management down. You, you can nah, optimize your memory. I forgot to do that one. <laughs> oh my god. Sarah asks where your pull requests are. They're coming. They're coming. I asked, I asked Sarah, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm ready to go on this journey. Uh, should I learn C or should learn C plus plus? And she's like, yeah, knowing you, you'd probably gravitate more towards C. No, she said you'd gravitate more towards C. I'm like, really? Why? She goes, cause like you, it has no class. (laughs) C it's not a, C C C C plus plus is object oriented. C isn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, she didn't say that. She was. They were very, uh, very supportive. Of, do appreciate it. I'm telling you, man. Discord is my life right now. That is not remotely what my answer was. <laughs> I think they all just feel really bad. <laughs> so I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I found I'm out excited about um, that. I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, you should listen to the show every now and then. <laughs> nah. Don't want to do No, that. I am. I, I totally am. And like I said, Awoods and I, listeners. we just we just touch base with each other, kind of see where we're at through through our little little learning process. He he's going through the, the the classic C book that's out there, and I'm actually learning through learn c.org. I don't know what approach is better, but um yeah, uh, it, you know. So we can expect a code off at the end of this between the two of you to find out which is better. If uh, yeah, see who uh, codes "Hello World" quicker. I'm I'm ready to go, man. 
Sierra, Sierra the fir- leaves in me. The, the the first to open a pull request wins. I'm just saying. I'm down for that. I can I, I can do they hear that, A Woods? You and me. Who's gonna open up the first pull request? Speaking of pull no. requests. Who's gonna get the first pull re- request accepted? Because I'll open one tonight. Watch me. <laughs> I will open one tonight. <laughs> Who gets the first pull request accepted? That's the big thing. That's the question. I want you guys to check this out because this is something, this is not the exact same service that we use, but I didn't know this was even a thing. Yes. Code review as a service. Oh. Have you ever heard of this? No. No, and I don't know that I would want that. I don't get it. We use it. Maybe you do. Maybe you do want that. We use it. It's, it's fascinating. Um, People who are not part of your team but are assigned specifically to your team are just review pull requests as they come through. So, so they they're looking at all your proprietary code and everything. There's no concerns with that. Not that I can tell. <laughs> that was one of those. Well, I wasn't worried about that until you said something. But sure, <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't worried myself about it because using the service wasn't my choice. However. So is this like a mechanical Turk thing where you don't even know who's reviewing it? You just kind of throw it out there in the cloud and somebody responds with? No. So you do get like specific people. And um, there are some like mechanical Turk elements to it where it just Mm -hmm. has automated code quality review. Um, But it also has people who who are looking at things and making sure that there's consistency within the code base that, I mean, they, they really seem to know our code base well enough to say like hey you used this string reference here for a role but you already have your roles defined as a constant so i'd recommend using the constant instead like helpful stuff but how about you put that in trello so we can get it in discord yeah i just pulled it like up from trello you, like you know oh, what my, you're talking about oh my god jesus there you go man. there you go oh, you gotta put in show notes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you get stuff like severity, so, you get uh, security stuff, you get... So you're you know. actually using it? Is that, is that I don't believe we're using this specific service. I think we're using another one, but it, uh, yeah, they do inline comments on our pull requests and... Oh, ho- hold up, though. Are you saying they have access to your GitHub repo? Yeah. They would have to. They would have to. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's that what, would freak that's, me out, man. That's why I started that way, and then I was thought you guys knew something i didn't know well see i was going under the assumption that like it was some sort of service that just pulled in the files that changed and you know let them review those that they didn't have access to the actual repo there's no way they have access to the repo come on well i don't know the specifics of it i just think it's fascinating that's always a good service to use (laughs) again i'm not in charge of the service (laughs) your repo should be open source anyway But that's right. Don't get me started on that. Well, okay. So this is all service. Then I'm confused. So you you just happened to see the service and you thought it was interesting to talk about. No, we use a similar, no, we use a similar service and I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. And obviously you guys are just panicking about security. Oh my God. Coming from you. You're, you're telling us this. The fa- okay. <laughs> the microwave guy. Life's Who's been punking me. Life's been crazy. Lately, okay. Punked. All right. What do you, what service are you using? You too, you too scared to tell us? I don't know the specific service we're using. <laughs> I'm so confused. How do you, but I it's the same, co- it's the same concept here. So there, there are questions. There are questions about value for this, and I don't know what the 
expenses to the company or anything like that. But oh, I, I think it's fantastic value, depending on the cost. But if it costs less than what you pay a developer it's, hourly, it's it's fantastic value. Well, until until it's free, <laughs> and then somehow not, they're making value out of it that you don't want them to. Well, that's true because you're you're not tying up your developers and you're getting a, a, a an opinion from somebody who has no vested value in the code. So you, you you hope they're doing good reviews, right? You hope they're giving you good feedback, but they're not doing stuff because they have to get something out or there's a deadline or they're under pressure or somebody's, you know, they're worried right. about their job. You know, this, this they, is a very what are, they, what are they looking for? Because if they don't know your entire code base, they're just making assumptions, or they can make recommendations based on what they're seeing in that specific code, but not saying yes. So I think they have a, a, a set of best practices that they follow, and when they, they put have PHPCS and says you should change <laughs> these couple of things, not just that, but I think I think that they're well educated on code smells, and so when they see a code smell, they know to dig a little bit on it and say this is something that's wrong, or this is something that could be done more effectively. So it's it's like having somebody review your your code sniffer output. So it, it does have limited value in that they're not providing incredible insight into your code base, but having somebody review your, your PHPS, PHPCS output can have value on its own. And they seem to catch things that uh, are, are pretty interesting that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought they'd catch. So what have you seen responses in your PRs and what kind of stuff are they catching that? Like I was saying, so uh, Spady's roles package for Laravel uh, uses strings for referencing these uh, roles. So being a, a super admin would be literally super space admin to look up the role. Um, so the one of the comments I got on that was, hey, if you're going to have strings defining things like roles, you should really have them as a constant so there's no possibility of misspelling or so that the IDE can catch it. But that's not actually 100% correct because I'm using that package. The roles are just the name uh, of the role. It actually, it's actually using the UUID for that role for relationships and who, who who's connected to it. Right, but the methods that check for if you're ha- if you have a role or to add somebody to a role or remove it uses the string name of that role. Mm. So within your code, if you if you're reusing that string over and over, there's a possibility of a typo. Versus a typo, methods. yeah, a typo which the IDE wouldn't catch because it's just a string to the IDE instead of a constant right. that has a set reference. But, yeah, I, I guess in general you should avoid using strings hard coded in your code base anyway. Yeah, agreed, and and that's you know some of the input they give us is not incredibly helpful, but some of the input they give us is an interesting catch. So, uh, but be, Sarah was as, wondering as like. You do- as you do more, sorry to interrupt, but as you see more of what they are offering, I would love to know if it's worth the money you're paying. Like, what else they're catching other than, hey, use a constant instead of a string. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's like something like, you know, PHP stand could probably grab, you know, catch for you if, if you knew how to configure it correctly. So, you know, yeah, it'd be interesting for feedback on stuff that, like, just running your, your typical kind of tools against a code base wouldn't catch. I think that would that would be good to hear some real real experience with that so keep us posted on that because i mean like i said if i'm looking at it right now i don't know about 500 bucks a month that's that's getting pricey i we, we tend to pay our developers like two 250 a month so i don't know about that but the the 99 dollars a pennies, month right I would, pennies i would i would do that yeah well yeah. when i when i scale it to 10 engineers the price goes up to five thousand dollars a month <laughs> wow you're not even joking though 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of people to review code. How much code? You guys don't have 10 people on your development team. You'd have like two two people reviewing code for one developer. No, we do have 10 people. Yeah. he. Mm. I was mis- mistaken prior on his team size. Uh, I thought it was like yeah. three or four. You're it's more like. Tw- it's 12 now. All developers yeah. or is it combination of back end, front end? It's a combination of back end and front end. Um, and we're also looking at DevOps and stuff like that. So been interviewing a lot of people, which is a, a more depressing task than I, I thought it would be interviewing people who tough. Yeah. they're they're so nice. They just if, really, if really goofed a question. Decades, roll on and roll off as you needed. Well, that's we're we're looking for the opposite of that. We're looking for we're looking to full time some of our uh, contract stuff that we do have. But enough about me. And my fascination with on-demand code review. I'm, I'm I, shocked I, that I, you're you're so interested in it and not like freaked out by it. I was immediately yeah. freaked out by it. And, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and somebody said we are using it, and then I thought they were an advertiser. And I was like, oh, maybe I should shut my mouth. No, but speaking oh. of advertisers, speaking of advertisers. <laughs> We bring today's podcast to you in cooperation with Cloudways, a managed cloud hosting platform built for your PHP projects. If you simply wish to focus on your business, Cloudways is the way to go. They take over server management and security and free up time that you can dedicate to growing your business and acquiring new clients. The platform offers a choice of IaaS partners, AWS, Google Cloud, DigitalOcean, Linode, and Vulture. In addition, you get a performance-optimized stack, managed backups, and staging environments where you can test your code before pushing it to live servers. Best of all, Composer and Git come pre-installed so you can get your projects up and running quickly. All this power, simplicity, and peace of mind falls right within their brand slogan, Moving Dreams Forward. Be sure to visit cloudways.com slash en slash php dash hosting dot php today. Sign up using the promo code PHPUGLY and get a $25 credit. <clears throat> Thank you, Cloudways. Thank you, Cloudways. And if you don't know the, the full URL for that, it's cloudways.com. Oh, God, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, it's an unconventional URL, URL is... but you know, just go to it. <laughs> Why are you looking for that? C-Films on Twitch, you said uh, that code climate is similar to pullrequest.com and i thought code climate just ran some of their some of the tools like php cs and php stand doing code analysis they don't have actual engineers looking at your code or actual people looking at your code making recommendations right so i view code climate more along the lines of some of the other services that look for those types of code smells give you a code quality score and there's quite a few of them now he he's right. Code Climate offers velocity, which is engineering intelligence, and they offer a quality service, which is the automated code review you're you're referring to. Oh, really? They've mm-hmm. grown. You know mm-hmm. who used to work for Code Climate? Mm-hmm. I think um, almost positive friend of the show, Beth Tucker Long, used to work for Code Climate. Oh, really? Which is why I took Code Climate for a spin a long, long time ago. But I was also we also weren't ready for automated CI CD at the time, so I was trying to get the client to buy into it. So they they tried it out, but there were no unit tests at the time. We're going back years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating mm-hmm. if they've grown that much. Yeah, so you were right, C Films. All right, so listen, I have some 
uh, dad bragging to do. Okay, I don't talk. I've about, heard a little uh, about this. My, I don't know what you think I'm going to talk about there because you haven't heard about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I've heard about it. What do you think it is? Uh, volunteering for. Jeez, uh, what was it? <laughs> Just let it's, it's, it's 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 in it's my fine. Facebook feed. It's fine. It's fine. You're wrong, but it's. I'm curious of what I, I, I get, my kids are, are 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 super and uh you know matter of fact one of them uh one of them just finished up her rotation I forget what it's called her clinicals for nursing school so basically finished nursing school they have to take their exam and then the other one uh is graduating from uh the local university here uh San Diego State University SDSU and got news today that they're graduating magna uh, magna cum laude magnum wow congrats so yeah it just means that they did really well in school and and got a got certain certain grades i told them being their dad i'm not surprised i graduated high school magnum pi and uh (laughs) just because of the mustache well and i wore a hawaiian shirt under my graduation gown so (laughs) yes yeah. And you had a you had a butler who turned out to be the person who owned the house the whole time. <laughs> he wasn't the butler, but yes. <laughs> yeah, the butler. All right. Are we gonna are we he gonna wasn't go down a this butler. He wasn't a butler. He was he was the he was the he was the maintainer of the grounds. He wasn't butling anybody. I'm sorry, yes. He was the maintainer of the grounds, but also the secret identity of the owner of the house in the first place. Who jumped yes. over the shark in a boat. Yes. That's right. Okay. Jumping over a shark in a boat. Skis. They were on skis. I thought we have established this. Not a motorcycle, not a boat. They were on skis. Oh, I'm so confused. But that's easy to do. I had a a big win. Matter of fact, I had a big win today. Like something I'm actually very proud of myself uh, about. Uh, I'm working with a client. We're working on a new project. First thing, let me just say right off the bat. Been using Laravel for a while. Very happy with Laravel. You, we don't have to go to battle over the whole Laravel thing with you guys. Don't I, have I'm not to fight that fight. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm, I've even gone deeper. The tall stack, which is the Tailwind Alpine Livewire Laravel stack, good God, it just completes me. And I got the opportunity today where a, a client gave me a mock-up of the, the website we're working on. And said, "Hey, look." I don't expect you to build this because, you know, it takes talent, but this is what <laughs> the website's going to look like. If you want to kind of get some of the basics put in place, then, you know, you, you'll have an idea of where things are going to going to be in the layout. And I did that bad boy and Tailwind took me about an hour, hour and a half, showed it to him. And he was like, damn, that's like spot on. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. So cool. <laughs> I was actually very proud of myself, man. I was excited. I'm still, I'm still glowing about it. Because I was, I was rocking the tailwind today. I was just been, nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, well, you. I want to go back. You were bragging about your kids. Can I brag about my kids for a quick second? No, you had your opportunity when I asked how your week went. You didn't mention them one right. bit, so I assume they weren't important. No, go ahead. All right, no, I, I give up. Did, no, did they graduate I, college? Did they, did they graduate college with honors? I don't know. Could be a tough act to follow, John. You want to give a, a shot? Break. Very tough act to follow. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I, I I will share pictures soon. I I forgot to put them into Slack earlier today. Took pictures today. My four year old kid is teaching my wife how to play chess. 
literally teaching her how to play chess. I saw this. <laughs> and then he, he moves his pawn and he says, uh, Mommy, if if you take my pawn, I'm just going to take you with my queen. So he's thinking like two moves ahead. I, uh, I can't do chess. I've been loving chess and I'm getting both my kids into, they're using chesskid.com. And I keep trying to tell them they, they want to play games like against bots. And they're, of course, the bots, they're, they're low level bots. They're not doing anything good to help them learn. They just, the kids are just like pushing buttons and all they want to do is see the pieces move. And I'm like, stop playing games. Stop it. So finally, I'm like, guys, if you, if you do the lessons and you progress, when you move up from like pawn to knight to bishop, every time you move up in your rank level, I'll buy you a, a book at amazon.com and you know, they're like, Oh, you're going to buy me something. And I'm like, Oh, that's enticing. You're going right. to buy me a book. <clears throat> I'm going to buy you a Not book. Not a toy or anything. Yeah. You're raising a couple of suckers, man. They are suckers <laughs> and they love it. And my, my kid, I, I, we got one on Amazon today, bought him a book and it's all about underwater, uh, discoveries off the coast of Florida because now he's all in this underwater theme. He was so excited. He went and moved up to the next level on the same day. So now I got to go buy him another book. Damn it. All right, little Randy, you you take out the trash. I'm going to teach you how to do code reviews through a service. <laughs> get paid. Because I love you. Do you know what you know what Clover XML is? You're going to need to learn that. <laughs> Cyber, Cyber, I don't know what that would be. Cyber parent bullying or something. <laughs> Uh, just promise him some Dogecoin. Tell him it has the potential to go up to $10 per coin. Just like you, it has potential. Oh, oh did boy. Did you watch Saturday Night Live? Did you no, Night God, no. I, I, the wife, I, I walked into the wife watching, and she just kept asking me, what's a Dogecoin? <laughs> oh, it's, it a, it's a grift. This- oh, Elon Musk went Elon. on. Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon yeah. Musk was on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, I saw that. He is very like he was just as awkward as I thought he would be. It was it was rough. Well, it was hard to watch. Everyone on the show is as awkward as possible. Somehow they are considered live entertainers, and they can't possibly keep a straight face while reading a line about how millennials say funny words. Mm-hmm. It, it's god awful. And Elon Musk, I mean, people are holding him up like he is an icon of some kind, and I. I had to correct somebody today who was having a conversation about Dogecoin. They were they were going off about how, you know, not only is he a brilliant inventor, but he's also uh, an, uh, an incredible uh, uh, futurist, has the mind for the future. And I, I just had to point out the fact that, like, yeah, you know, uh, Elon Musk hasn't invented anything. He, he bought everything. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he bought Tesla. Like, yeah, he bought Tesla. <laughs> He, it was founded by two guys, and the contract said that they're not allowed to claim that they were creators anymore, and that he gets to claim that he was the is the title of creator of Tesla. So yeah, but he is bought it. it. I I've not heard that. That's yeah. That the idea is that you're not supposed to hear that. He's the image of being the brilliant inventor is the thing he's cultivated the most well. Um, but the reality is is that he took his parents' money from a an emerald mine in Africa and just started buying things that looked cool. Hmm. And, and, and next week he'll be a sponsor of the show. And John or Tom will be talking about how much he loves uh, SpaceX. Negative. I love SpaceX, Why? but he bought it. He didn't invent rockets. You know, he, he hired brilliant people who invent things, but yeah, he himself is just a, is a, an awkward nerd who likes memes more than he should. All right. I got, I got a question. 
I, I got a question for you guys. No, we're moving on. Done talking about Tesla. Since we have a active active chat group now, Discord. We got Discord. We've got uh, YouTube. We've got Twitch. Everybody in here talking. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I hope I hope you're catching up with who we are and what we do. And this is nothing new. But Come I got a question for you Discord guys. Discord, so that everyone's talking in the same spot. And if if you on your chat client want to respond, I'd love to hear from you as well. This week's question is. Do you guys organize your use statements? And if you do, do you do alphabetical? Do you do by length? Or do you not do it at all? I, I think we have tools in, in place to do it by, do it alphabetical. Okay. <clears throat> I, I forget that I have them most of the time. So you don't organize yours at all? No, why would I? You, you monster. I, I used to by do... default collapses them, so I don't even yeah. see them until I need to go look. Don't get me started. The whole PHP store makes you a weaker development argument. They it, just talked me off that ledge. They just talked me off that ledge. I, I, don't take me t- down that I actually wanted to talk to you about that because I disagree with that wholeheartedly. It does not make you a weaker developer. There, it's such a silly argument. I, I don't know why it would be a silly argument. Why? Why would you not think it makes you a weaker developer? Why do you think it does? Because you same the the same way when when I used front page and I was using a GUI to do all the work for me, I was a weaker developer because I didn't understand what was happening under under the hood. Same but thing. You happens know with what's PHP happening? Storm. No, it hmm? doesn't. A GUI, the the drag and drop things in a GUI for front page is completely different than the the IDE helping you complete a line or say, hey, did you know if you do it this way? It might be a little bit better, and then next time you do it, you're probably, you might think about it. It's not making you a weaker developer. It's like, I normally do things this way. I've been doing it this way for years, and it's like, oh, did you know PHP added uh, the, the null coalescent instead of the ternary? Oh, well, let me do it that yeah. way. It's that's not like, a weaker developer. You still have to know how to code in order to code. That's like saying that steel tools are making people worse lumberjacks because stone tools are the original way of doing things. Yeah, but but maybe not a worse lumberjack, but maybe a weaker lumberjack. No, just a less efficient lumberjack. There's a limit to human okay. strength. Okay, you're you're less efficient then. No, Whatever with the with the stone be. tool, you're a less efficient lumberjack. <laughs> That's I okay. can give I can give a lumberjack an axe and I can give another one a chainsaw and yeah, the guy with the chainsaw is cheating in a competition. But he's going to beat the guy with the axe every single day. Okay, are you guys done tearing me a new asshole, or can I can <laughs> respond to any of this? New start, new start. Right. Right. No, no, John, John, John went down the no. rant about it. I ranted about I it earlier in the week, and like I said, <laughs> you, Discord talked me off the ledge, and I did say so you said that it I first. will that I will stop saying that IDEs make you a weaker developer i will say they make me a weaker developer i'm much lazier when i use ides that's just a simple fact of it and i you know thing things like like the shorthand for for if else uh you know i i don't know what that shorthand is i just know php storm's gonna tell me what it is when i need it you know i'm just i'm very lazy and i don't i i feel like i'm a weaker developer when i use php storm and it's not only the the completions it's you know it's understanding you know how to how classes are interacting with each other. But I like I said how, in Discord, and wait, I will wait, I will, wait, 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 wait. I, will re- no. I will repeat it. It makes me a much weaker <clears throat> and lazier developer. Well, no, okay. I want to know more about I want to know more about that. What do you mean? It 
you don't know how classes interact. How does PHP Storm help you with that? Because it, it does the thing, it, it'll do, oh, I don't know, I, I, of course you're going to put me on the spot, I can't think of a good example, but like, um, you know, it, you, you pull in a class and I, I don't know, I can't really think of an example, a good example right now. It, it, it'll tell you, you know, what methods are in the class and what what functions need to be passed to it, which is, you know, nice to have, but... If you really want to know your code and you really want to know, know your code piece, you would know where to go look and you will know where to go. I, I would find still that have stuff. to go to php.net to fucking figure out how to how functions work. Is it needle haystack or haystack needle? We, hey, we, oh boy. Oh god, oh, you've really fucking done it. it. You might have missed that Really show. fucking done it. it. I know, Jesus but Jesus Christ. But it doesn't matter whether the the IDE tells me or php.net tells me, Vim isn't going to tell me or or notepad yeah, or whatever else sure, I'm coding sure, in that sure, makes me Vim, a stronger Vim. developer. Yeah, yeah, Vim does. Now. Well, okay, but along the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole gap between IDE and Vim is really kind of getting narrow. So, no, I I agree. I'm not <sighs> good. So, along these same lines, while I'm not saying that that the IDE makes you a, a a better or worse developer. I'm not taking sides on this anymore. It does appear that Laravel is making worse developers. Oh, no. Wait. No, it doesn't. Wait. What? No. What? Wait. How does Laravel <laughs> make you a worse developer? That's like saying PHP makes you a worse developer. Just okay. stop it. Let's Don't start, with, let's start with that then. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, so I've Wait, I've been doing I've been doing a number of interviews lately where I've got people who have developed websites that are uh, Ajax, React, Laravel, Vue, Tailwinds, and they've got great stuff. It looks fantastic, and I'll throw them a question that should be a simple PHP question, and it's like if Laravel doesn't do it, I don't know. If Laravel's not handling that for me, I'll have well, to. I'll that, have to f- that's that individual, right? I mean, that's like saying WordPress people are, are weaker developers. Yes. They're not weaker developer. They're just mm. WordPress developers. You, there are Laravel developers. They're not they're, sure. There are Laravel developers who aren't PHP developers. But that's a, that's a simple fact. That, yeah, and that and and worse. But that does make them worse PHP developers. I would say a, a not WordPress to be PHP developers. Well, they are though. They think that they are claiming to be the PHP developers. I'm getting applications that say expert PHP developer, all this experience in Laravel. But then I, I ask, well, okay, if I want you to read a CSV file, I send it to you via email. Where do you start reading the CSV file? And it's a completely blank look. And that's not a hard question. That's a softball, mm-hmm. right? Because that's just got a process to it. It's just a procedure. It's not a logic bomb or anything like that. It's just throwing them a softball question. And these are people who have extensive work with Ajax and spa sites and things like that. But the when it's not covered by Laravel ex- explicitly, no idea where to start. And that's uh, and it's not just if, one. It's they, not just one they, person. If they say they're experts in PHP and they're not, that's that's their fault, right? I mean, they, sure. they, they have a misconception <clears throat> of who sure. they are. But it, but being but being a Laravel developer doesn't make you weak. It, like it, I'm not a weaker PHP developer because I use Laravel. No, but I think that people who are who are starting off with Laravel I'm and a not weaker PHP developer because I use the IDE. I have to say it. Sorry, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's it's people who are starting off with Laravel and learning syntax, but not learning the logic behind all the stuff that they're using that's making them weaker developers. 
that is literally the exact same argument I had for IDEs, but it was like, no, 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 that's not a thing. But see, as you're doing it with an IDE, the IDE is instructing you why you're doing things this way. It gives you a lot of input as to why you do it this way, why you do it another way. Like I said, I'm not going to say IDE makes anybody weak anymore. I'm going to say IDEs make me a weaker and lazier developer. Do, but, but I still have not figured out how to this, mute just one person. Discord has talked me <laughs> off that ledge. They, a lot of great arguments were made in Discord, including the fact that they pay one of the uh, PHP core contributors uh, a yearly salary. Well, that was so, my point, yeah. Yeah, and I gave you credit for that, Thomas, if you if you read it. I, I did. I gave you credit I did. That, that you mentioned that. So I, I have, I have, you know... I've come around with with my comfort level of using PHP Storm, but I still I still bounce back and forth. I still use uh, Vim for you know anything else that's not PHP related. Um, yeah, you can't see you know, me. Speaking of I people, using, I I was using Vim today, coding and production. <laughs> Jesus, it's what I do. That's <laughs> that's like saying, uh, yeah, I was I was using a, a gun today, just uh, whacking at one of my back molars with the barrel. That's Sometimes, sometimes that's what you have. It works. Jumped in there with some, some print statements, print R, F open. Oh, God. File. Oh, no. That's how I do it. All right. Go. Speaking of getting paid, it's come to my attention that Honey Badger has given up on us. They've they've seen our ability to read things off of a screen and just said, you know what? Just say whatever you're going to say because we it's 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 the it's as good as anything else we're going to give you. So Honey Badger is our sponsor today. They're one of the most excellent bug catching services. Works for all sorts of languages. PHP, Ruby, the one with the drop shaped. What did we figure that was? Drupal. Elixir. Elixir. <laughs> Elixir. Drupal's not a language. Elixir. They have a. They have a free tier, which I know Eric uses. I do use that. And he's about to upgrade it to a paid tier. We are. Yeah. yeah we- we were just talking about that. And matter of fact, Honey Badger, if you're listening, you got at least one of our listeners. Uh, we, we, we're talking in Discord today. Somebody signed up for Honey Badger because they heard them on this very show. And they used discount code, give me the free tier. And got a free tier. Man, yeah, so. No it was give me the free tier, right? There, there is no discount code. Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> I almost fell for that one. Again. Honey Badger, if there's an error in your code, gives you a full trace on the error. It gives you a, a, a trace to the user's interaction with the site so you can follow how the error was encountered. You can mark issues individually as resolved or unresolved, escalate them, uh, integrations with all sorts of management platforms, uh, all sorts of notification systems, plugins for Slack, email. Uh, I believe they have an SMS messaging system. So lots of functionality. Free trial, uh, very cheap product, very inexpensive product. Not supposed to say cheap. Uh, and yeah, you know, Honey Badger, don't give a fuck. See, and if you had if you had Discord on the screen while you're doing that, you would see our good friend NS Bucky. NS Bucky is the best. But I don't have Discord the on this computer. I, I would I would pull up Honey Badger and show you the error logging for Argus.to, but there are no errors because I I wrote that code. No, I didn't write that code because <laughs> he hits he hits flush log every time he deploys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I'm Honey a Badger. Person. Yes, thank Thanks you very you much. Badger. Thank you very much, Honey Badger. You've got exception monitoring, uptime monitoring, check-in monitoring, and you can see they've got a review section from all sorts of people you, whose names you recognize on Twitter and 
in in the workforce. So check out Honey Badger, and we we need to get a promo code for for Honey Badger. That's our that's our next step. I don't think they can offer a promo. They're pretty they're pretty rock bottom pricing. So I don't, I don't think there is a promo. I don't think there is a discount. That's true. <laughs> Just an acknowledgement right. code? I don't know if that's a thing. Okay. So, for the record, since everybody asked, nobody asked, I, I've, I've switched using my use statements in order of length because I like to outlook to alphabetical because it just makes sense when I'm trying to find a use statement to be able to look at it alphabetically. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually was wondering because there was con- conversation back and forth and... I- I, I don't know if it's PHP CS or PHP Storm that does it for me, but I definitely do alphabetical. I think and that's just, a setting in PHP Storm. <laughs> I used to have I used to have them do it for me by length because I just liked how it looked at the top mm-hmm. of my file. But yeah, you know, PHP Storm doing it alphabetically and I heard I, I heard more and more people did it alphabetically. I'm like, all right, I guess that makes sense. It does end up Frank even pointed it out where it groups everything within the same package together. And I actually think mine might be... No, it's alphabetical all the way. Never mind. I thought it was some so, sort of weird combination, but it's not. This is... Oh, you, you beat me to it. Thank you, uh, Thomas. Uh, uh, C-Films, check out the link that Thomas put in Discord explaining what a use statement is. Yeah, use, not you. Yeah, that's, that's my poor English. I apologize. You have to listen to... I found out recently... Um, I, I've talked about it before in the past, not that anybody cares to remember, but, uh, I, when I was a child had a very bad speech impediment. I had to go to, uh, uh, the special training for it. Um, really bad, uh, stutter. Um, and I found out in a recent visit to see my, my mother and sister that up until I was about seven or eight, only my family and very clo- a very close friend of mine could understand what I said. Like apparently my speech was so bad. It's not. It wasn't only the stuttering. It was trying to pronounce words and and all those other challenges that people with speech impediments have. That only my close family and a very close friend of mine could ever I could ever have a conversation with and they understood what I said. And I, I had never known that because in my head it, it was always fine. And to this day I, I have challenges. It it becomes most evident when I try to pronounce names. I'm very terrible with names, but I try to force myself through it. But I, I just have very bad speech and do you it's have, taken me a long time. Do you have recollection of your parents repeating what you said to people to so that they would understand it? No, I, I don't. I, uh, I, I kind of remember my friend repeating to his his parents what I said, but I always just thought it's because he didn't hear me. I, the reason I ask is I find myself doing that with my youngest all the time. And to me, he speaks super clearly, but I also understand that other people aren't picking up on some of the, the nuances of his speech. And mm-hmm. I often will repeat what he says, whether it's he's mumbling his words a little bit or not fully pronounce, pronouncing an R, for example. Mm-hmm. I just find myself constantly repeating what he says. And I feel bad if he's picking up on that. And I don't know that he is at almost five at this point. Yeah. I never picked up on, I guess, I guess it was a commonplace. Now for me and understand this was several years ago. So I'm sure it's changed, but 
it wasn't something that people looked for. They just assumed you had a learning you know, deficiency or something. For me, I had a, a deficient hearing. So I, I can hear, but I don't have great hearing. And that was that was kind of the, the core of my problem, it turned out, is huh. that I wasn't hearing things said to me correctly. Now, that didn't explain the mumbling I did. That didn't explain the stuttering I did. But mispronouncing words and not understanding how uh, proper sounds. Uh, I, I used to have a good example of this, but there was, there was a sound like, you know, you go to elementary school and you just like, oh, S-H makes shh. There was one of these sounds that in my head, when I repeated back how I heard it, they kept saying, no, that's not right. I'm like, but that's exactly how you're saying it. What do you mean that's not right? And it was, it was a hearing deficiency. Uh, that I had that I wasn't hearing the sounds correctly. And so because of that, because of all that, it took a very long time for, for them to get to identify the fact that he has a hearing problem. Let's address the hearing problem. You know, I, I didn't have to wear any hearing aids or anything. They just, they just kind of just acknowledge, okay, he's not hearing things correctly. We have to take more time when explaining stuff to him. And then, like I said, I went to special schools to help with stuttering and the mumbling, which I'm still terrible at mumbling. And in, 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 in certain, certain situations, I will I will go off on a stutter and get caught up in the loop. But yeah, it, it was crazy. It was, and I remember the first time I did a presentation at a user group, I thought for sure I, I just had these flashes that it, it was going to be this anxiety was going to just trigger all this stuff that I knew was in my head and I wouldn't be able to get through doing my first presentation. And, uh, and yet you yeah, got, it, you always get through your presentations yes. and you awesome at them. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. You know, I had I a similar, I, <laughs> I had, I had a similar, I had a similar thing happen to me, but they didn't know it was an issue until just about 10 years ago. Um, so I have a thing called aphantasia, which is an inability to, mentally visualize things oh interesting yeah so very interesting seeing how you're a developer i it seems to be not too uncommon with developers um but yeah i'd have issues where in school they'd say you know close your eyes and imagine an elephant and then tell me about the elephant and i would say it's an elephant because you told me it's an elephant they're like well what tell me more about the elephant i'm like what elephant I don't know. I'm not really clear on what it is you're asking me to do. And it turns out that, yeah, people can close their eyes and uh, visualize things and that the ocular nerves will actually respond to what they're imagining. Whereas in uh, aphantasia, the left and the right brain hemispheres, not communicating at all. So you can't see things with your mind's eye. So I just don't have so I don't. When I do that, I don't physically see an elephant. I just imagine what an elephant would look like. <laughs> But what you don't realize is that you're in most people, you're stimulating the ocular cortex. So you're seeing something versus just black, just your eyes are closed. So do you dream or do you not dream? Uh, very vivid dreams. Yeah. And I have, I have uh, hyperphantasia for hearing. So I can actually hear things that I imagine very clearly, just can't see anything. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so since, since we're opening up here and talking about all these personal stories, Kind of the same thing, uh, the hearing things that aren't there. Uh, years years ago now, I mean, this is this is not a battle I'm going through now. Before I before I knew John, before all of that, that, 
I uh, had to go through a pretty big stint with cancer and I, uh, I went through some pretty gnarly chemotherapy and, you know, I did the whole thing lost all my hair. It, it, it was a rough time. I tell you, if you have a friend who's going through chemo, be there for them. They're not going to want you to be there for them. But just be there for them because they'll appreciate it. It was the worst period of my life, and I would never want to go through that again. But uh, when the chemo was really bad, uh, I started hallucinating. And, dude, it was tripping me the fuck out, man. I've heard I mean, chemo like, brain is, is pretty rough. Well, chemo brain is, like, different. Uh, I had that, and I still suffer a little bit from that. But the hallucinations? Holy God. I mean, I'm sitting there. And like I'm eating a sandwich, and all of a sudden I'm seeing like a bug or two on the sandwich, and I'm Ooh. like, it just freaks you. And it, it, I, I always wondered, like, like don't people realize they're hallucinating? Like, how can it feel that real to them? Oh my god, it was so real. It was so real. The stuff, and, and like you said, the hearing. I would, I would, I would be sitting in my house, and I would hear somebody calling my name, and I'd you know go downstairs. I'm like, who, who's calling for me? And, you know, nobody's calling for me. Holy cow. Chemo just fucks you up hard. And the chemo brain you talked about, I fought with that for years afterwards where, like, I've never, I totally, I've never heard of that. I don't even know what it is. So f- for me, chemo brain, I lost complete gaps of time, uh, even after chemo. So chemo brain sticks with you for a long time. So my, uh, my wife's, my sister-in-law came out and stayed with us with her new baby. And this was, this was after chemo, about a year or two after chemo. And she stayed with us after we got, got this new house and stuff. And my wife is telling me about it because I, I, I saw a picture of it. I, I'm holding the baby. I'm like, where is this? When did, when did I hold my, my, my niece? I'm like, when did I hold my niece like this? She's like, when they came out for a visit. I'm like, when the hell did they come out here? They haven't been to this house. I'm like, yeah, they stayed with us for like two weeks. I mean, you completely lose. You just you just forget stuff. I mean, you forget parts of your childhood, and uh, the, like things are starting to reattach. Like I'm starting to re- I'm starting to remember things again. But man, especially right after chemo, you just just gaps of time gets lost. And you just don't remember. It's not it's not you don't remember conversations. You don't remember families coming out and visiting and staying with you for a week. I mean, it, it is so nuts. Wow. Had no clue. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back to programming for a little bit, shall we? Just for a little. Just for a little. I'm not sure how we we ended up down there. There's some interesting stuff going on with uh, Swole and Roadrunner lately. Um, The first, the big news is that Laravel Octane went 1.0, so stable, quote-unquote. Well, and it's also on Forge. It is on Forge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've also got the Symphony runtime component. Mm -hmm. So this is a new thing from Symphony that detaches the bootstrapping logic uh, away from your Symphony application. So it allows you to attach your bootstrapping to something like Roadrunner, Swole, uh, and any other products that can come out there, React, PHP, and be totally agnostic to what system it's running on and how it's running. So we're seeing a lot of forward movement on these these pre-bootstrapped or these rapidly uh, iterating server components now, to the point that Symphony seems like it's introducing new stuff almost every day, a la Laravel. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is just a package you can include. It is not part of Symphony Core right now. And the uh, you talked about Roadrunner. Um, 
So if you're not familiar with what Octane is, because we kind of blew over that, Octane is a Laravel implementation. Uh, I don't know. Well, how would you explain Octane? Like, is there is there actually an explanation of what that is? Sure. So Octane is a is sort of the hypervisor version of a manager for uh, a bootstrapping or an auto bootstrapping system like Roadrunner uh, and Swole. So it manages instance uh, instances. It keeps things running. Uh, reboots instances, uh, flushes the uh, global cache and global store, separates things that are in Laravel that are part of the bootstrap component away from the application component. So but it you does... You need to back up, though. You also need to explain Roadrunner and Swole because we're just throwing these terms what? out there that are <clears throat> yeah. not everyday terms. So part of part of executing any script in PHP is the bootstrapping of the framework components that you're going to be running. Uh, and that's the slowest part of running a PHP uh, a framework is just the framework stuff. Uh, so connecting what, to the database, connecting to your cache, all yeah. these things. So uh, not just that, but also uh, compiling into opcode, the original source, uh, you know, all that, that behavior. So <clears throat> what this is going to do is take all of that preloading that needs to be done, all of that bootstrapping and store it in an actively running server and then throw requests at a bootstrapped version of the framework so that it doesn't have to reload every single page execution. Uh, because of the nature of memory leaks in PHP and things that you know people have gotten used to over the last 20 years or so, uh, these servers do need to restart on a pretty regular schedule, so every 10, 20, 30 requests. Uh, and Octane is a manager for that restarting behavior. Whereas with Symfony, the runtime component is just the decoupling of the bootstrap from the application. Right. And, and uh, you might remember we talked a little bit about how uh, John and I had spoken to the one of the the community manager for Swole and kind of got more information. It got me really interested in, in using Swole and, and use cases for Swole. Um, this month, spoiler alert, if you, if you want to listen to the, if you happen to listen to the PHP podcast, the official podcast of PHP Architect Magazine, uh, you might not want to hear this next part because I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler because in this month's PHP Architect Magazine, there is a fantastic article on Roadrunner. And I'm like, God damn it, I've got to use this now. Like, I, I, I'm not, you know, whatever, Octane, I'll, I'll give Octane a look. I was very, very interested in Swole. But now, after reading this article, it was a great article. I forget who wrote it. I need to go back and, and see who wrote it. Uh, Roadrunner is like, this is like a no-brainer. I've got to use this. i got to use it. Now, I'm, I'm really kind of interested in giving Roadrunner a spin, which is Interesting enough is written in Go. So Roadrunner is a service written in Go designed to run PHP code faster. What's <laughs> how is that how is that a response? I, I just made me start thinking about the experiment to run WordPress on Swole and I just bad taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, this this is the shit, man. I'm telling you. This is this is one of the components PHP is needed to be to to run like on embedded devices, uh, run on like Raspberry Pis efficiently. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, man, this is so cool. It's very cool. You know what else is cool? Our patrons from Patreon. Really? That that's where we're going with that? Are we wrapping up? Is that what's happening? No, I just like we're at the hour mark. We might as well give a shout out to all the people that make this happen. I actually, I actually forgot to check Patreon to see if we have a new Patreon. 
That was that was one of my one of my chores that I do every week. One job. Let's see, we give this guy job. one job. I got well, yeah, I got one job. Yay, we have a new <laughs> Patreon. Alex. I think we did it. Did we do Alex last week? Alex yeah, B. Right Alex yeah, B. right there. Alex B. Yeah, Alex. John, when are you gonna get the swag out for uh for our Patreons? <sighs> you didn't tell me that I needed to. Anton Titov. I, is that who you're thinking of? What? We don't we're not supposed to say last names. We don't say uh, last names. Uh, uh, let, so so it's known. Anyone who contributes to PHP Ugly is absolutely under the strictest of anonymity rules. We would never Oh he, he he's talking about PHP architect. We, we don't care about those. Oh, guys. Yes, we'll, yes. we'll sell them out in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the article? I, I think so. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. <sighs> well, of course not. We haven't recorded the podcast yet. You don't read it till like 15 minutes before we record. So, No, I read it while we record. <laughs> like a bickering couple. I was, I was going uh, to let Oscar you know, rest a little bit thinking you actually read it. But yeah, I'll tell you. Sorry, Oscar. Uh, it's, I it's... read it. I read it and I get excited. I tell you. PHP architect. So we talked about PHP Storm. If 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 you make a living through PHP and you 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 have money to spend on an editor, PHP Storm. Feel free to spend money on PHP Storm. It's worth it. It's a specialized tool for PHP. I have the same thing. Before you do that, before you buy your PHP Storm license, get a year subscription to PHP Architect Magazine. It's just it's it's that curated list of just fantastic information where you're not clicking around to all these different blogs. You're not pulling up old Google results from three years ago on articles. These are curated lists. They got editors, they got proofreaders. It's you need to get If you don't have PHP architect, you're really in your PHP developer. You're really doing yourself a disservice. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, and Oscar, I hope you're listening. It's not often that I read a blog post and I just go, huh, that's pretty great. I'm going to implement that today. But I read a blog post. If you had PHP Architect, you'd say that every month. What? I read a blog post yesterday that I just went, huh, that makes sense. And the blog post is titled, you might as well timestamp it. And the argument here is, if you have a Boolean value that you're storing in your database, it should be a timestamp. You're not losing anything by making a timestamp, and you're well, gaining a ton of functionality. What if the row has a timestamp? Are you saying the row has to have a timestamp? No, I'm of, saying instead, instead of, of a Boolean column, instead of a Boolean column, make it a timestamp column. So the example here, the example here is, Right now, we have uh, published and deleted at statuses on our blog table. So deleted at for soft deletes, published for whether or not it's published. And because we're using deleted at instead of deleted, then we actually know when it was deleted. And because I we that. and because that we have sense. we have published at instead of publish, then we can actually write our system to publish it at a certain time. But there are a yeah. lot more of these kinds of things where you think of them as a Boolean, but in reality, storing when you change that Boolean value from null to a timestamp is incredibly valuable. So, well, like we have stuff in our lending application where our loans are marked as approved or not approved, you know, and to us, that's a Boolean approved field. But storing approved as a timestamp lets us create all sorts of reports that say when something was approved and how frequently and who did it. Are you, but if you're doing event sourcing, you would have that information already. You would have that information, but then you also have event sourcing, which is an entire platform above what you no, may already have. Not that. The more I get into it, the the less tricky it is. It's it's hard to get into, but once you do, you you won't go back. 
Well, yeah, once I do. I mean, yeah. Vim's so, the same so you're way. Not, you're not saying you're not saying across the board never use booleans, right? I mean, well, know. the argument of this article is basically, yeah, there's no loss in storing it as a date value over a boolean value. So it what never. About, it's what about what about <laughs> size? What about database or disk usage? Well, the indexing methodologies behind Boolean values already waste a huge amount of space. So you're not actually losing a ton. And changing one column from a Boolean to a, what would that be, a D word, isn't a significant change in space. Because times, I mean, it, timestamps are very it compact. Does, it, does, it does change a lot. It would change. It could potentially change a lot of what you do with your code, right? Because you know, we're we're looking for is the is admin boolean set for this user. Now you have to say, well, you know, is is admin not null for this user? You know, and, and well, that's just checking true. Thing. That's just checking true or false. I mean, in your code, it's really the same thing. I could go through almost all of my code that I have right now and change my table structure to use date stamps instead of booleans. And my code probably wouldn't know the difference. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see a lot of value in in uh, uh, timestamps uh, for doing things exactly what you said. Deleted app, published app, but I, I see benefit to having just straight booleans too. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I would. So, I wouldn't unilaterally say you don't need booleans. I'll give you. I'll give you the quote from the article. Here is: There are plenty of times in my career when I've stored a boolean and later wished I had a timestamp. There are zero times when I've stored a timestamp and regretted that decision. So I, I think I think that's the key here is that there is no real loss in storing it as a timestamp instead of a boolean. So when you're doing when you're creating a table structure, why choose boolean at all if timestamp is always going to be better? I can relate to that. There there are days that I regretted I started a podcast and wondered why I did. <laughs> Eric's getting tired. <laughs> It's a short little article. It'll be in the show notes, but uh, it, he makes a lot of really valid points. You know, um, signed in versus. Holy crap! You're not talking about a short article. <laughs> I'm talking about a short article. It's one page. No, I'm 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 agreeing. This is way short. Yeah, it's very shocked. It's very very short, and it just oh, basically. I'm, I'm already. Don't even scroll. I've already read it. Down in the I just learned about it. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing. Uh, and, you know, the nice thing about Laravel is that if you do have a timestamp column like this, uh, you set the cast on it in your model and it treats it perfectly fine. It, it knows exactly what to do with it. So you want some uh, you want some good reads. Um, again, spoiler for upcoming PHP Architect magazines. Uh, I'm trying to get a well, he's already agreed to it. Going to be uh, interviewing Joe uh, Watkins, who is just happens to be the veteran release manager for eight point one. I don't I don't know who the rookies are. They they're probably insignificant people who don't work very hard at anything they do. But Joe Watkins is a very important. It's that person. Pharaoh guy, Ramses. Is uh, <laughs> but uh, he he's been doing some blog posts. Uh, matter of fact, let me throw this in Trello because it'll, it'll be in the show notes because I'm not going to read out the whole thing because I don't have uh, blog dot crack crack ninja. Wow, that's a that's a domain, a top level domain, huh? That's kind of awesome. Anyways, he he's been doing some blog posts and he he did one that inspired me to reach out to him and say, hey man, we need to write like an article kind of expanding on this called avoiding buses, which kind of I know is a topic that 
John talks about a lot about getting, you know, how many people need to be run over by a bus before something goes sideways. And he, he wrote a really quick uh, blog post about that, that I read a few days back. And I'm like, dude, how slippery can the road get? I reached out to him very quickly and said, Hey, I'd love to kind of expand on this topic some. So I'm going to be doing a community corner sit down. I don't know where the conversation is going to go yet uh, because it's not going to be like a typical community corner. Hey, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you do. I mean, I'll probably do that as filler, but this topic is something I'm really interested in around. Uh, if you read the article, I mean, it's out there now. I, I'm not giving anything away, but he kind of talks about some key, key, key areas within PHP internals where the knowledge base isn't um, spread out as well as it should be. Like there's, you know, a couple key people. And then it's not only only a few key components. I mean, it goes pretty high up the chain. Um so it's good information. All the more reason why, as I'm trying to do, as A Woods is trying to do, more of us, if if we have the interest, should try to get involved with internals with with the actual development. I I'm down. Like if you talk to somebody from internals, Sarah is in our disc as in uh, our chat right now. Um, she's a very prominent member. With she's got to get internals. on the Discord instead of just in the YouTube chat. She's in her she's in her Discord as well, but uh, she, you know. If you talk to internals people, they're they're very welcoming. I mean, and, and they they always have the pitch. Well, if you don't know how to code C, you know, documentation. We need documentation, and this it's a it's a fact. They need they do need people to help with documentation. Like the person who uh, moved. Um, oh oh, I can't remember his name. And I talked to him, and I and he was very inspiring as well. But moved uh, a bunch of their documentation to GitHub. Uh, you know, that's that that's sort of. Uh, you know, back in sort of work, they, they need a lot of, but I really wanted to do C stuff. I really wanted to get an understanding of the core code base. And this is one of the articles that like just kind of continues to inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing as far as trying to teach myself some C and hopefully get to a point where I can start doing some, some contributing because the, 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 the these people who volunteer to do internals and they are volunteers uh, they just don't get enough appreciation. They don't get enough acknowledgement. And I think that's part of the problem. Like there's, there's just not enough uh, of a focus on what they're bringing. And this article actually points it out. It says, you know, how many big corporations are out there right now dependent on, on PHP? You know, you would think that they would, it would be in their best interest to either give money into internals. I don't know if internals has a way to, to, to handle contributions or, or Sarah, Sarah says yes. It's her. It's her PayPal account. She's got it. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> to to give some of their 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 skills, offer some of their skills to to internals. But you know, it, it's not a it's not a doom or gloom situation. It's just a hey, we need to be aware of this. We got to remember that this language, this platform that we're making a living off of. So many of us are making a living off of, and so many companies are are making you know, a living off of, you know, this is all being done by volunteers and we, that those volunteers, we need to keep refreshing those volunteers because you know, you're going to get burnt out. I mean, I don't know how many new, to, how many new contributors come into internals. Uh, maybe that's something Sarah could tell us, but you know, I know there's a few, um, but I know there the people who've been there, who've established have been there for a long time and, 
God bless them, and and they're doing some fantastic work. But you know, I think we've we've put an unjust amount of weight on their shoulders. And I tell you, if 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 it went sideways tomorrow, we'd have nobody to blame but ourselves because it's our language, and and we need to we need to be able to manage it. All right, so that's. I, I I'll get off that soapbox. I'm doing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I'm I, I'm honest to God trying. I'm, this is I'm Eric's Eric's things. pitch for eight point two release manager is just. Aren't you guys really tired? <laughs> really tired. I mean, don't you feel like anybody could come in and do this job better than you can right now because you're just so tired of it? Just don't you think? No one appreciates <laughs> you. It's exhausting. And if it makes anybody feel better, I'm going to say, if you're a PHP developer, if if, if you feel like you, you have a, a decent amount of PHP skills, and I understand people listening to us aren't aren't veteran PHP developers. You know, we have people who are just starting out with PHP. I get that. But if you, if you have veteran skills, I, I was always kind of intimidated of the idea of learning C. I'm like, God, that's like, that's, that's a lower level language. I'm never, I, I can't get that. Now, granted, I'm only through a few chapters here, but the similarities to PHP, at least for me, is easy to translate. Like it either does things very much like PHP or the way it does things, it just makes sense. Okay. Okay. I understand. We do, we do it this way in PHP. I mean, strings, strings are a little weird, right? Cause there aren't strings uh, that I'm learning that that's the latest kind of chapter I went through there. There aren't really strings in C. But what I'm saying is it's approachable. Like if you're a PHP developer, you can learn C and just see, see if C uh, sticks with you and it's something you feel comfortable doing. But yeah. Well, I think that's motivation for tonight. Get out there and stop programming in PHP. (laughs) Start start programming in C. So everybody else can program in PHP. That's right. I think I think there is a Sarah, go I'm so glad you, you participated tonight. You made you made our night for sure. I'm so happy Sarah is in our Discord. That's the that's the real fun thing. We got awesome right. people in our Discord. I mean we got people people PHP internals, we got you know Laravel podcasters in our Discord. We've got uh, we've got just some great people in our Discord. We've got Oscar and, and we have great we have great patrons that you need to tell me who to send stuff to, and you still have a chance to go sign up as to be a patron, and I'll send you stuff. That's right. We're gonna send. We're sending. We're sending swag, and we're working on new swag. I, I know we can say that every week, but uh, that, that's why. That's why I brought it up before the show, actually, Eric. <laughs> when I was asking about that, <laughs> I, I have on on a couple of tabs right now some new swag stuff. Yes. Oh, not, sweet. Not the greatest of organizational skills, but we do know what we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I think we're good. Episode 236. We're putting the closing tags on it. I'm Eric. We don't use closing tags anymore. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, keep, it, keep ugly. it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love 
love me Shouts out to PHP The ugly It's called ugly Cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through And bless it with style So let's do it When I'm spitting I perfume the room Yo, this segment of the show Is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas Yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic And then I'm about to keep it Like a promise Yeah, and y'all know We fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP The programming language About to break it down No exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they're getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we ending every show with the saying it's lovely let's go yeah